0: This is Incredible Stories Podcast, Episode 39, How Maui Snared the Sun. Well hello again everyone, it's time for another Incredible Stories podcast. I'm Josh Vierla, your Larkish host, and thanks for being here. Just a reminder to please share the show if you like it, and if you don't like it, share it anyways, maybe someone else will like it. And I'll reference where you can like it and all that jazz at the end of the episode of course. You know, the Great American Eclipse is looming, set to take place August 21st, 2017. And I was going to do some eclipse stories and other solar-related phenomena stories, but honestly, those would require some multi-episode deep dives, so perhaps another time we will cover long days and long nights phenomena. But this week, I will be sharing a tale from the past relating to the sun, and specifically the story of how the Polynesian demigod, Maui, snared the sun. With the recent success of the Disney movie Moana, you might be familiar with Maui. But before we get into the story, let's start with a little background. Here's what I know. So Maui is a cultural hero specific to the region of Polynesia, which encompasses Pacific Islands from New Zealand to Hawaii. But culture heroes are mythological figures woven into a society's stories of cultural touchstones, like discovery of fire, traditions, religions, laws and events, etc. Lots of cultures have this, and there are parallels with other heroes, say like Hercules. And like Hercules, Maui was a demigod who had many adventures, ranging from pulling up the Hawaiian Islands, lifting the sky, and slowing the sun. Let's start the story. And this week, I'll let Miss Ariel Hicks do the honors. Ariel, bring us to the Pacific.
1: Thank you, Josh. Our story takes place in a time long, long ago, when the days were very short. Only a few hours of daylight fell upon the Earth. The reason? Well, Kala the Sun would race across the sky, doing as he pleased. And at this time, on an island in the Pacific Ocean, lived a woman named Hina. Hina was beautiful and made her home in a cave along with her son Maui. Hina was a very skilled maker of kapa, the tapa bark cloth, which she made from the wake plant. Everyone in the village loved her clothing. Unfortunately, because Kala the sun moved so quickly during the day, she didn't have a lot of time to dry out her kapa. But Hina wasn't the only one having issues with the little amount of daylight. Fishermen struggled to find enough time to fish and as a result, failed to bring back enough food to feed their families. Lack of sun meant that the farmer's crops wouldn't grow, so that the cherished sweet potatoes ended up withering, and the fruits of the trees would not ripen. This was not a happy time for everyone. Hina's son Maui was clever, strong, and special. He was capable of a great many feats. But one day, he noticed his mother making some kapa. As she pounded on the wooden board, she began to fret, as she knew she would not be able to finish her kappa for the hours in the day were too short. Mother, your work is ruined, said Maui. It's okay, Maui, she said. There is nothing that can be done. Kala moves too fast across the sky. She cursed the sun for being in such a hurry and reserved herself to the fact that there wasn't any way to slow the sun. The more Maui pondered, the more angry he became. He did not like seeing his mother's time wasted or the villagers suffering from the lack of daylight then Maui finally had enough and decided he would show the sun who was boss. Maui, she said, the sun is very powerful. If you want to talk to him, you'll have to capture Kala, but doing so, you'll need to seek your grandmother's help. Go to the top of the great mountain, Pele Kala, the home of the sun. When you hear a rooster crow three times, you will see your grandmother. Here, she feeds bananas to the sun every morning on top of the mountain. Hide behind the wheelie wheelie tree and when her back is turned, take her bananas. She will get mad, but she can appreciate the cleverness of one who can take her bananas. She will ask who you are, and you will answer that you are the son of Hina. She will then share with you how to conquer the sun. Maui nodded and understood, and set out on his mission. He traveled a great way until he reached the mountain of Helicala. He hid behind the wheelie-wheelie tree as his mother had instructed, waiting for the crow of the rooster to signal his grandmother's offering to the sun. It wasn't long before the rooster did indeed crow, and he saw an old woman make her way to the top of the mountain and place a bunch of bananas down for the sun. When she turned, Maui ran to the bananas and snatched them away, then hid again behind the wheelie-wheelie tree. The old woman looked for the bananas, but could not find them. Frustrated, she called out, "'Who has taken the bananas for the sun?' she said. Maui remained quiet, and the old woman placed another bunch of bananas down. Maui waited for her back to turn, then swiftly grabbed the bunch too. Maui's grandmother grew angry, and she demanded the stealer of the bananas show themselves. "'Who comes here to steal bananas from an old blind woman?' she demanded. Maui emerged from behind the tree and revealed himself to his grandmother for the first time. I, Maui, have taken your bananas, he said. Why have you come here? Tell me who do you belong to, she ordered. I, your grandson Maui, belong to Hina, he said. From here, his grandmother recognized him as family, and Maui went on to explain his intent to make the sun slow down. Maui asked his grandmother to help him. You are a mischief maker. I know of your ways, sighed his grandmother. But all right, I will tell you how to accomplish your task. First, you will need 16 ropes, but not just any ropes, the strongest ropes ever made. For this, you need the hair of your sister, Hina of the Sea. Maui went about collecting materials for the ropes he needed, gathering coconut husks and diving into the ocean. He plucked hair from his sister's head, sewing the materials together into the strongest rope. His grandmother told him to make nooses at the end of each rope, and Maui did so. Very good, Maui, she said. You are near ready. But first, take this magic stone axe. Once you have lassoed all the sun's legs, anchor them to the wheelie wheelie tree. Use this axe to strike at the sun. Now, go and make a place to hide near the tree and wait for the sun to rise. Maui did as instructed. He dug a shallow hole near the base of the wheelie wheelie tree and waited for the sun to rise. The following morning, the rooster crowed, and Kala the sun soon began his ascent over the mountain. Upon seeing the first leg of the sun, Maui quickly lassoed it. The sun was startled, but kept advancing. Maui swiftly tangled each leg of the sun one, by one with his rope, then fastened the ropes to the wheelie wheelie tree. The sun tried to get away and wanted to hide back in the ocean, but Maui tugged on the ropes, forcing the sun back on land. Why have you ensnared me? asked Kala. You move much too fast across the sky. People are not happy. Our work cannot be done in a day. Our food will not grow. You need to slow down, demanded Maui. The sun laughed. I am a great sun, Kala, and I will do as I please. I'll simply just wait until the people call out for any bit of sun, and you will be forced to let me go. Maui began striking the sun with his magic axe, which hurt him. Please, let me go, cried the sun. Let me live. If I let you go, then you shall leave and not move slowly across the sky. Hmm. Maybe it is best if I kill you instead, said Maui. The sun begged for his life, and the two began a long conversation on what is right and what is wrong, the purpose of one's job, and the appreciation from a community. By the end of their conversation, it was decided that the people shall honor the sun for slowing down and bringing more light to them. Kala was pleased with this compromise and agreed to slow down half of the year in the summertime so that more warmth and light can be had by all. But the other half, during the winter, he would move more quickly so that he and the people could get more rest. And even this day, you can sometimes see the magic rope still attached to the sun. And that's the story of Maui and how he slowed the sun. And now you know. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. That's my line, Ariel.
1: Oh. (laughs) Oops. Uh, Sorry. Back to you, Josh.
0: Yes, well, that's the story of how Maui snared the sun and why we have summer and winter, according to Polynesian legend. And now you know what I know. So, of course, the stories of Maui are prevalent across many Polynesian cultures. And because of which, there are variations, and we merge some bits with other bits here and there. But essentially, they tell the same basic story of how a cultural hero gave us more daylight. And I love culture hero stories. Although most of them are relegated to the myths and legend category, I can't help but believe somewhere in the distant past there is some nugget of truth in all of them. Maybe Maui was a great chief in real life, or maybe this story accounts a time when the earth rotated faster so the days moved quicker. I have nothing scientific to back this up of course, it's just fun to think about. Oh, interesting side note, the Hawaiian island Maui isn't directly named for the hero Maui, but rather the son of the discoverer of Hawaii. And the son of the discoverer of Hawaii's name was Maui, but he was named for the demigod. And now for something fitting of a demigod, the haiku... Who can tame the sun? Maui and magic ropes can. Don't forget the axe. And that's all for this time. Check out our main site for other stories on incrediblestoriespodcast.com. Send me an email or haiku at contact at incrediblestoriespodcast.com. Or just go to the website and fill out the form. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at IncredPod. Rate us on iTunes and peep us out on YouTube and Stitcher. For Incredible Stories Podcast, I'm Josh, and remember, the journey of a thousand tales begins with the first word.